Support the Speculating Nerd Podcast by joining our Patreon. For $5 a month, you'll get access to exclusive stories and artworks centering around the Dragon's Lore Chronicles universe, exclusive video and audio podcasts, and patron-only episodes such as Movie Commentary Track Special Edition where patrons pick the movie and movie reviews exclusively only for Patreon. So for $5 a month, you'll get all that. Support the Speculating Nerd Podcast Network by joining today. nerds uh welcome to ringside matters episode four um a couple of things to get into we got one question topic uh from two cheesecakes thank you so much uh one match that i can think of from uh uh raw day one uh some uh returns and shit whatever fucking pops into my head we'll see um, uh, I guess we start with the big news of 2020, the end of 2023. Back in Survivor Series, uh, at the very end of the show, uh, uh, which was the main event, uh, the men's, uh, War Games Survivor Series match. Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, Team Cody Rhodes versus Judgment Day, I think it was. And, yeah, Judgment Day. And at the very end of the show, uh, uh, Tron was, you know, went on the fritz, and then all of a sudden Cult of Personality started playing. Uh, the Chicago crowd went absolutely apeshit, and CM Punk came out to thunderous applause and uh, rapturous roars of delight. And CM Punk returned to the WWE. He's been on the show uh, many times. <laughs> well, first he uh, went to SmackDown, said hello, then went back to Raw uh, because he had to choose which brand he was going to be on. And he chose the Raw brand. And Seth Rollins came out. And so they're building a card between uh, Seth Rollins and CM Punk. Uh CM Punk was on constantly saying, I am home, but I'm, I'm, I'm back home, this, that, and the other thing. And then he decides to join Raw. And uh, Seth Rollins like, how dare you call this place home when as soon as you left, you talked so much shit. You tried to burn this fucking place down. You talked so much shit about me and everybody in the back. You, you're a fucking hypocrite. You're a fucking liar. Don't call this shit. Well, he didn't say he's fucking and all that shit, but he basically was like, you're... You're a fucking piece of shit. You act like now you want to say you're home and stuff like that. And um, so they're building a card with them. And shortly after that promo that Seth Rollins gave, uh, CM Punk said, you know what? I'm joining. I'm throwing. I'm going to be the first. Well, not the first, but he said, I'm going to. He's not going to be the first person to enter it, but he is being the first to declare for the Royal Rumble. And he said, and when I win, who knows, maybe I'll come after you, Seth Rollins and shit like that. And so they're building something with them. The fact that CM Punk decided to come back to WWE was the biggest fucking thing, was the craziest fucking thing. Um, After everything that happened, and especially everything that happened at AEW and, and that nonsense and all kinds of shit. And he looks like a million bucks. It looks like he took the time that he was away for, like, the AEW shit happens, he gets fired, he takes some time off. And then the rumors start, like, oh, he's coming back to WWE, he's going to come back to WWE, oh, uh, he's coming back at this pay-per-view, he's coming back at this pay-per-view, he's coming back at Survivor Series because it's going to be in Chicago, this, that, and the other thing. 
WWE saying, yeah, we may have talked, but yeah, we have no desires to 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 sign CM Punk at this at this time. But we have talked; they've been pleasant. This, that, and the other thing. Uh, everybody was also thinking that the AEW stiff was a work, uh, and so a lot. It was very much like, will he, won't he? With the changes that's happened with WWE, it makes no fucking surprise that he said, you know what, let me go back. Let me try and mend fences. Let me do this right. So during that time off he had from AEW, he clearly rested. He clearly worked the fuck out. And he looks fucking great. And and at that same pay-per-view, Randy Orton came back. He is jacked as fuck. Compared to how he left to get his back surgery and take some time off, he is jacked compared to how he looked then. Uh, and that was just like, I think, sometime last year. It wasn't during Fandom. I think it was late 2022 going into 2023. Because he did miss WrestleMania. So yeah, at the end of 2022, he was taken out of commission, uh, and and that was because he had to get back surgery and all that and the other thing. But he came back and he is fucking jacked. AJ Styles finally came back. I think he was on the injury list for a while, or they just didn't have anything for him and they gave him some time off. He is fucking jacked. Now, this has nothing really to do with CM Punk, but this is something I've, I've, I've noticed. And I'm pretty sure a lot of wrestling fans have noticed. When you give these wrestlers time off to relax, recuperate, they all come back jacked and looking like a bazillion fucking bucks. Uh, may he rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Uh, He was very much a rotund guy. Well, (laughs) he was was a bit of a heavy set guy. Not very muscular, but, you know, he he clearly was a big dude. Goes away for a little while after I think he had a match with The Undertaker or Randy Orton. He had a match with somebody that he was written off TV or he went away. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he went away. Then the fire... Before the Firefly fire Funhouse stuff came, he came back. Uh, he was teased, and then he finally came back, and they were like, what the fuck is this Firefly Funhouse? And it was like, oh, shit, it's Bray Wyatt. And he was jacked, slim, looking fresh, healthy, and happy, and all that stuff. You know, he looked fucking great. I mean, he had the traps, he had the arms, he, his his waist was slimmer, he had... When you give these people time off, it's the best thing in the fucking world. Especially when they come back and they're kind of beloved people, you know, like or at least very like popular people, who you see all the fucking time. And they work their asses off. And they're very much fan favorites. Whether they're heels or uh, good guys, faces or heels, whatever the case may be. They're very popular in some aspect. And at some point, my favorite wrestler right now, Rhea Ripley, has to go on this break. Um, Somehow they have to figure out how and when. Even though she's, like, uh, moving... uh, I'm going to get to the next story, which is also concerns Rhea Ripley. They work their asses off constantly on the road, doing all this traveling, doing all this work, appearing on these shows, going through all these matches, this, that, and the other thing. They get worn the fuck out. And so when they leave, for whether it's, hopefully, God forbid it's for injury reasons, but if it's just like, I need a fucking break, let them take a break. Give these people breaks, which is smart because then you give other wrestlers some time to shine and build themselves up to being that popular. Like, uh, do a rotation 
of these uh, athletes. Like, oh, this guy is very popular, blah, 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 blah. You write him off TV at some point. Let them take a vacation. They come back three, four, five months later. And five months is a long period of time because they're on every fucking week. And then they also have the house shows. So they're constantly in the public eye of the fan base, the fan base eye. Like whether it's the house show or the televised shows. And then you have the pay-per-views, which is like two or three a month. Every Saturday or so. Or yeah, two or three a month, I think. Or yeah, I think they have like two premium live events. Now they're premium live events. They're not pay-per-views. They're premium live events. So you give them some time off. They come back fresh and looking like I said a bazillion bucks. So moving to Rhea Ripley, who kind of has. Uh, And I don't want this to be the Rhea Ripley show. (laughs) Even though as much as I'd love this to be a Rhea Ripley show. She's right now The Rock, The Stone Cold, The Shawn Michaels. Hell, she's the John Cena, The Roman Reigns. She is the face of the company. More so than Roman Reigns. At this point in time, because even the Bloodline story and the stuff they're doing with the Bloodline is kind of lackluster. And plus, he's not on TV on a regular basis. She's on TV every single Monday with this Judgment Day stuff. Um, so, at some point, even though, again, like as I was trying to say uh, before I... I tangent off about Roman Reigns for a split second (laughs) she kind of has a light schedule kind of she's not wrestling every single week you know she's clearly doing house shows they show the house show stuff on on the social medias and she's performing and she's doing her thing but she's always on TV She's always there Monday nights and in more than one segment. And then sometimes she has a match. Like uh, at this past Raw, um, she faced Ivy Nile and what looked like a really great match. Even though the size difference is very fucking clear, Rhea Ripley could sell like a motherfucker. I mean, she was getting German suplexed all over the fucking place and she was fucking selling that shit, you know? She knows how to sell. She sells like she could sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she is, she sells even for the smaller chicks or the small, smaller uh, athletes like Zoe Starks and Ivy Nile and so on and so forth. Even though I don't think there's that much of a height difference between her and Zoe Stark, but. Uh, and, and Rhea Ripley's not even that tall either. She's like five foot eight. You know, these other girls, uh, these other women are like five, 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 six, five, seven. They're close. But I mean, now she's pretty small compared to Rhea Ripley. She's like, uh, gotta be about five, 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 four. She looks like, um, uh, so she, they look like they put on a really great match. Uh, they said at the finish, uh, she went for like a crossbody off the top rope, and Rhea caught her with a headbutt to the chest, and then picked her up for a riptide. And I love how Rhea Ripley pins. <laughs> Just love it. Um, I really do. If you don't know, look it up. If you know, then you know why. Um, I just love it. And so she has the win. It was, I think, for the women's title, too. It was for the the world women's title. So that's cool that she puts that belt on the line and she defends it every so often and shit. But at some point, you don't want to burn her out. It doesn't look like they're doing it smart. Because, again, she's not wrestling every single week. But she's, you know, every week or so or every two weeks, 
she's got a match. And in between that, she has the house show matches and stuff like that. But house show matches are very much, from what I can see, are not the hardcore televised matches where they really do a lot of shit. A lot of times they just fuck around in those house show matches, you know. You know, they do cool stuff, they do the, they do good matches, but it's not the televised match that they have to like throw themselves through tables and this, that, and the other thing. You know, they just they have a good time and they put on a good match and they have fun. You know, and they they you know they get the crowd into it. So it doesn't look like she has a, an extremely heavy schedule. But again, people need to rest. They need to decompress. They need to, you know, relax. How that's going to happen for Rhea Ripley, I don't... I don't know. I, I The only... I'm going to... Uh, okay, I'm going to make a prediction. Or at least a, 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 a somewhat educated guess. Rhea Ripley's going to lose the world title this year. It's going to be at WrestleMania, and she's going to go on a bit of a hiatus. At least it would be the smart thing to do, seeing maybe, maybe, maybe not so smart, but I think we'll probably, at some point, the Judgment Day is going to implode. Uh, and by some fashion, in some fashion, by the time WrestleMania rolls around in like what April or March? No, April. Yeah, April first and April first and April second, or April second and April third. Uh, it's a two night event. So we're in January, February, March. In four months or so, we have WrestleMania forty what? Forty one? Forty two? Some fucking 40 number. Um, Who can she lose it to? Becky, maybe? If that's what they're going to build up to, is uh, Becky versus... uh, uh, The man versus mommy? Um, Someone on Raw is going to be... There's only three women, possibly four, but three main women in the Raw roster that could probably take the belt off Rhea Ripley to give her some time off. Becky, Shayna, Nia. I don't want it to be Nia because I'm not a big fan of Nia, but at the same time, I can see it happening. Shayna Baszler is probably the only real, real legit, like, threat threat to uh, uh, Rhea Ripley but at the same time they still have not built Shayna Baszler to that point yet I don't know fucking why and of course there's Becky Becky Lynch is the clear number one choice to take that belt off of Rhea Ripley at some point but of course she has to go through Nia Jax right now because that's the feud that they're doing right now Again, they have four months to build the man versus mommy. And I think that's the match. The man versus mommy. Um, and it has to be a match that to, it goes to a point that Rhea has, like, is beaten so bad that she has to be written off TV for about a couple weeks. Maybe a month before she comes back so that again she has the time off so could you imagine if she has that time off and you know she relaxes she recuperates she starts she works out some more she's gonna be huge (laughs) when she comes back and she's already like goddamn sexy um i mean in very good physical shape uh, and she continues to get bigger and stronger, faster, and all that and the other thing. I I would see that happening this year. I'm not going to put money on it. But I can see it happening this year. If it doesn't, and they push her again to, like, not past the moon. They're going to push her to Mars, Saturn, to the sun, you know. 
because she is, honestly, she really is the face of the WWE right now. Everyone knows and talks about Rhea Ripley. And I see her on that level of The Rock as he was back in the day. I see her at that level of Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Of the John Cena of his time. Of, of uh, who else? Shawn Michaels of his time. You know. She's, she's even more, she's way more popular and more relevant than Roman Reigns. The, the tribal chief that they build him up to. Because, and what's fucking him up, in my opinion, the fucking Brock Lesnar schedule that he decided or they've decided to give him. Uh, I want to speculate. There's something more behind it. But if there isn't, this is really fucking killing his momentum. You know, yes, they make an event. They make it an event every time he's coming back to TV. And when he comes back to TV this time around, oh, he's got to have something really good to say because moving on to the next subject, The Rock came back to WWE. I don't know. I thought the writer strike was over so he could go back to work, but apparently he's back at WWE. And he possibly teases a match with Roman Reigns in the near future because he um, they announced that uh, before day one that they were going to have a former WWE champion return and have a big celebration or some fucking like some big WWE champion is going to return they did a little fake out and had Jinder Mahal come out uh, because they, they announced like and here's the former WWE champion and then Jinder Mahal's music comes out, and you hear the crowd audibly go, "Aww!" <laughs> In utter disappointment, because they were—it was a good period of time that it was quiet. Everybody had, not quiet, but like, yeah, everybody was anticipating who's going to come out, who's the WWE champion, former WWE champion that's going to be like, like who's the big return. You know, so they all had their phones out. They're all standing and waiting. They're like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then Jinder Mahal's music kicks in. And you can audibly and visibly see everyone go, oh, fuck. People go sit, put their phones away. They sit back down. And they're just like, you know. One, (coughs) downright fucking rude and disrespectful and really fucked up and he's gotta be a he must be a very strong uh willed and hearted and and like a certain type of individual that can take that reaction and I guess make the best of it I didn't see his promo. I have not heard his promo, but they said that he was really like he had a good promo. It just was a little long, according to Stephen Larson. But uh, some people said it was a good promo. wasn't the best, but it was a really good promo. And you know, it's. I don't think it's entirely his fault. It was just the booking around him at that time when he was WWE champion, and and the reason they put him as WWE champion and his performance as WWE champion and what they did with him after he was WWE champion, that he is just like, everybody was just like, ah, Jinder Mahal, fuck, you know, there was, I really, I barely even heard booze, just audible, like, disappointment that it was him, and it, it didn't make me sad, but it just made me like, I empathize, like, how does that feel? You come out... I mean... Like, you know what? Let's let's see if we can listen to his promo right now. Uh, because as he was doing his promo... Um, oh, shit, I deleted Twitter off of here? Yes, I did. <laughs> Do I have YouTube? Where's my YouTube? Yeah, I have my YouTube here. Let's do it on YouTube. Um, 
Let me see here. Let's do a search. Where's the search? the only thing they're talking about is The Rock. Which is kind of fucked up. You know, they tried to bring him back the... Ah, let's see. It says a full segment. Let's see if... uh... Oh, shit. It's a fucking ad. Video play soon. There we go. Shetar Mahal, Morde Maharaja, Hanusron Laga, Pada Apna, Ashtri Keet, Megamath Hanusron Laga, Hanu Apna, Ashtri Keet. Okay, he was speaking his language. Funny enough, he's actually a Canadian. continue that for in a second because I'm pretty sure he's gonna milk that fucking entrance like fucking crazy so okay there wasn't a good promo but it was a decent promo and I understood what he was trying to fucking say um and it, it, it and I don't think okay I get it you the, the the you're trying to turn it around as to oh you boo me because I look different this that and the other thing I don't think that's what they're booing you for because you what they really should be booing is his booking the booking they put around Jinder Mahal everyone knows the only fucking reason he was put as WWE champion was not because he earned it was because it was um, it was it was a, a diplomatic uh, not a diplomatic it was a it was a there's a fucking word for it oh, God I need to start reading a dictionary anymore um, it was a ploy it was a ploy you know they wanted uh, Vince McMahon wanted the Indian market. He wanted to promote, like, he wanted a WWE India. He wants to, he wanted to do something with India. And he said, I only have one Indian, uh, one guy of Indian descent in my company. So I'm going to make him the WWE champion and have him go around India and this, that, and the other thing. And that's what he fucking did. And... And then they just booked him terrible. And everyone knows it. Even he knows it. You know, he didn't really... He did put in a lot of hard work over his time as... In 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 the, in the company. But not to the sense that... Oh shit, he's been doing this for 10, 15, 20 fucking years. Look, not even 15, 20 years. Because it took Kofi Kingston 10 fucking years. Almost 12 years with his time in WWE before he became WWE champion. But again, he paid his dues. 
Jinder Mahal's been with the company, what? Almost that long, maybe less. Actually, he came a little after uh, Kofi even started. So I would say about, at the time, maybe eight years when he became WWE Champion. But again, it was just, it was a marketing tool. That's all it was. It was to market to the Indian market. And it's it's a damn fucking shame. Because he didn't he didn't necessarily earn it. It was just because of his nationality. You know, and you know, there is some I guess maybe some sense of pride he could have with that, like Oh, he thought I can do it. So he had Vince McMahon had faith in me to not only carry this title, but to carry it to to sell his company, his baby, his thing to a whole demographic. And he trusted me with that. And that's what I tried to do. But then you had horrible booking horrible, not horrible matches, but, you know, he's not the, like, no matter how jacked and how tall and how built he is, he's not the best fucking in-ring performer, but, you know, it's, there's a lot of reasons that people can boo Jinder Mahal, but I don't think it's because of his nationality or how he looks or what he looks or how he speaks, it's the shit that surrounds him and his career. You know, at least that's my point of view is that it's his career that people are booing. Like, dude, you, you're a glorified marketing tool. You know, you haven't done anything to have us be like, oh, like we appreciate what you do and what you have done. You know, you were only champion because you of how your nationality and his nationality is not even 100 percent. You know, yes, his in his blood he is Punjabi, he is Indian, but he was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. He's Canadian, of Punjabi descent. His parents are Indian. His parents are Punjabi. He's only Punjabi by blood. His nationality is Canadian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was born. He's a Canadian. He's from Toronto. You know, or somewhere around there. But, yeah, that's the thing with Jinder Mahal. So, okay, The Rock comes out. To a massive pop. Clearly a massive... And there he is. (laughs) Michael Cole. Get to the fucking point. Now, you see, he's milking it. Let's try to speed this shit up. And he stands on the turnbuckle. They're perfectly clear to you. You're right about one thing: is you are not the Iron Sheik. And then, unfortunately, because the Rock knows the Iron Sheik. The Rock loved the. Yeah, no, 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 I'm gonna get, one second. I'm gonna get to it in a second. I'm gonna, you took the words. No, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell them right now. They boo you because you're the biggest asshole walking God's green earth. No. As you come out here and you have the gall to actually... Anthem. Okay, he beats the shit out of... We're fast-forwarding Yeah, he beat the shit out of Jinder Mahal and kicks him out of the ring. I love you. So after talking so much shit to him, so that's another thing. You you, you bring this guy out. You bring this guy out to a. No, by the way, one more thing. Tonight, after all this ass kicking, the Rockets gonna go out in San Diego. I'm a little hungry. I'm gonna go get something to eat. When The Rock goes out to get something to eat tonight in San Diego, 
Should The Rock sit in a booth? Or should The Rock sit at the bar? <laughs> yeah, The Rock loves a bar too. Or should The Rock sit at the head of the table? So yeah, possibly challenging. Uh, my battery's dying, so uh, on my main recording device right now. Uh, so we're gonna try and uh, let me just scoot over. <laughs> um, move over closer to the the plug or the outlet, if you will. Uh, this bad boy in all right hopefully I don't lose no audio all right nope let's get a little closer all right a little closer it's more okay all right I think I'm still active uh, hopefully so the rock is teasing a match with Roman reigns or at least some kind of altercation with uh, Roman reigns who is the aforementioned head of the table as the tribal chief. So, of course, he's got to come back on SmackDown. Uh, Roman Reigns does. And rebuttal. You know, gotta say something. And hopefully, even though it would be cool, hopefully he's not interrupted by The Rock. Like, surprise, I'm here too. And then The Rock runs him the fuck down. I hope they don't do that. Hopefully, he they have something planned that it doesn't make... Uh, because right now, also, Roman Reigns has is supposed to be dealing with uh, uh, Randy Orton. They're on Fishnish business, and uh, they're... Um, so, that's the next matchup. That's Roman's reign. The Roman, Roman Reigns' next matchup is with uh, Randy Orton. The return Randy Orton. Because Randy Orton signed with... Uh, Smackdown in order to get his revenge on Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Now, what they could probably do if uh, what's the next pay-per-view? I think it's Elimination Chamber in Australia. And if that's where they're going to have their match for the WWE title, um, you could have The Rock interfere and beat or help Roman Reigns beat Randy Orton. Maybe. Um, or maybe they'll just like show up and distract Randy Orton enough to, you know, to have Roman Reigns beat him. You know, like, if you smoke, the music kicks in and he's distracted and he sees... Uh, the Rock come out and he's like what the fuck are you doing here and then all of a sudden Roman Reigns Superman punch spear and that's the end of the match you know so of course after other bloodline um, you know shenanigans you know if those things don't work out you have The Rock come out stand on the stage and and then probably have The Rock come to the ring they have a bit of a face-off, and Roman Reigns just chuckles and walks out of the ring, like turns his back to the Rock and just keeps it moving. And so clearly, that that would be a good again. Uh, again, we have four months to build up to WrestleMania. So if that's the match at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus the Rock, oh God, you know the Rock's gotta lose, but get to Cody already, (laughs) like, give Cody his fucking shot, unless, unless, okay, they could possibly have Cody, if Cody loses, oh, the Royal Rumble's the next big one, so I think Elimination Chamber and then Royal Rumble, 
or Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber. I forgot which one is which, but I think there's something else before Royal Rumble. I'm not entirely sure. They still haven't really fully built up to Royal Rumble, I think. Because uh, I think Royal Rumble is in late February. And then March is supposed to be, I think, um, uh, Money in the Bank. And then April, you got WrestleMania. Or whatever the fuck's in between. Or whatever. So, you could... Alright. Cody Rhodes doesn't win the Royal Rumble. Maybe CM Punk somehow wins it. He goes after Seth Rollins in the World Heavyweight title. That's that. So, you have your uh, WrestleMania Night 1 main event. CM Punk gets his main event at WrestleMania. There you go. Versus Seth Rollins, World Heavyweight title. Okay, Elimination elimination Chamber comes up. It's for the number one contendership for the WWE title. Uh, Cody Rhodes may or may not win that. Then comes Money in the Bank. Now, I'm pretty sure that Damian Priest's... um, Well... Let's see here. You don't want Damian Priest to cash in and then lose. But again, Damian Priest still has all the way until WrestleMania to cash in. The next Money in the Bank uh, has until the next WrestleMania to cash in. So there's nothing to say that there can't be two Money in the Bank holders. But... Damien Priest has had this money in the bank for quite some time. Um, so, Stephen Larson could probably... Like, I mean, Stephen Larson said that perhaps if uh, Cody does not win both Elimination Chamber and number one contendership or and, and or the money in the bank, he could challenge Damien Priest for his money in the bank. But again, that would just make Damian Priest look like a fucking sucker. What they could do, or I could see happening, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, night one, WrestleMania, Seth Rollins wins, Damian Priest cashes in, and you have your next uh, feud for CM Punk with Damian Priest for the World Heavyweight title, uh, because he will then lose. I mean, he would lose, like, Damian Priest. Well, do you want to fuck with CM Punk's WrestleMania moment? Not unless it's a really good story that they build up to, or at least build. Unless, unless, let's see. Because, again, there's a lot of variables. Um, Damian Priest could cash in earlier on or after, I don't know. But he's got, again, until WrestleMania to do it. Um, but focusing on Cody Rhodes and his story, that's those are the options he has. If he loses Royal Rumble, he has Elimination Chamber. If he loses Elimination Chamber, he has uh, Money in the Bank. If he doesn't have Money in the Bank, he could challenge Damian Priest for his thing. But again, that would make Damian Priest look like a fucking dumbass. Uh, if he loses that to Cody Rhodes and then Cody Rhodes cashes in on uh, a beating up uh, Roman Reigns after he wins against The Rock and you know so that's the only way they're going to get Cody Rhodes with that WWE Championship is if he somehow either uh, he's not going to win the Royal Rumble if they do Roman Rock Wrestlemania Night 2 there's no way Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble. That's probably going to go to CM Punk, and CM Punk's going to challenge Seth Rollins, so that's out of the picture. So you got Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank. Elimination Chamber seems the most logical choice to have Cody Rhodes win so that he could then challenge uh, Roman Reigns at a future date so that he can win. But again, if they want to stretch out his story, like, I want to finish my story, um, 
there's always next WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. In the meanwhile, he could go after either uh, the World Heavyweight title with CM Punk, or he could go after the Intercontinental title. I doubt he wants the U.S. title. Who has the U.S. title right now? Oh, Logan Paul. God, they're not doing a goddamn thing with that either. And that's not really... That really didn't boost the United States title because I completely forgot who had the United States title. Um, Yeah, that's more hurting than it is helping the United States title to have Logan Paul, who's not on fucking TV all the fucking time. You know, you need to have that title. That needs to be the next intercontinental title. That has to be another workhorse title for that to have any kind of significance. You know, in my book. But yeah, uh, if this is the the Rock is definitely, I doubt the Rock is going to come back for anything less than a WrestleMania uh, night two main event with Roman Reigns, so that Roman Reigns could not only extend his streak, beat Hulk Hogan's record, because I think that's what they really want to do, is have him beat Hulk Hogan's record, just so they could fucking get rid of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> from the record book at least at for for that juncture no one is going to beat Bruno San Martino's record there's not a single superstar that could do that for that amount of time and have it make fucking sense no, I'm sorry no one can in, in this day and age which brings me to two chases two cheesecakes is questions or question slash topic when is the moment you consider the transition to modern wrestling? Um, I should have asked him, what kind, What does he mean by modern? Is that current day or just what we see as wrestling today? If it's wrestling today as it is now, I would say uh, the transition was after Ruthless Aggression. Because Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression was very much a still... An Attitude Era-esque version of WWE. Then came the PG era. And I yeah, I think the PG era was really the big transition into what wrestling is today. Like, it's not Attitude, it's not Ruthless Aggression, but it's not PG. But it's somehow all three mixed in. But less of Attitude and Ruthless Aggression. Because Ruthless Aggression, they were very bloody. Uh, a lot of chair shots, a lot of blood, a lot of craziness. I mean, look what the fuck happened out of ruthless aggression. Uh, but it did introduce John Cena. And then at a certain point when Linda McMahon went to run for Senate, they turned into the PG era. But I think the transition to the modern day of wrestling as it is now, as it stands today, is probably between ruthless and PG. Uh, and then we have what we have now. Uh, if you want to go back, uh, you we would have to. I would have to say it's Attitude Era. Attitude Era was the transition to what wrestling is today. Uh, a lot more drama and story focused. A lot more of the entertainment uh, aspect of wrestling. Uh, and yeah. So I think that, uh, when is the moment you consider the transition to modern wrestling? Oh, the moment. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stick by my, my, my answer. That was, um, I, I, I don't want to say it was the, Yeah, sometime after the PG era. I, I can't pinpoint an exact moment, but it was somewhere around when the PG era kicked in and and it transitioned out of it. It was like, that's what modern wrestling is now. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with that. Somewhere between Ruthless Aggression and PG era, there was a moment that made wrestling what it is today. Um, 
yeah, so uh, that that's, I think that is Ringside Matters episode four for today. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And again, this is, I'm going to try and make this more of a community type show. I want questions and topics from you folks because I can't always be on top of what's going on in the world of wrestling. I will, however, try and get Peacock so I can watch the, the premium live events or the pay-per-views, if you will, so I can have something to fucking talk about after those happen. But um, other than that, this is also the Rhea Ripley show, so I'm going to be talking about a lot of Rhea Ripley whenever I can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the show. Boom, I just recorded two fucking episodes in one fucking shot. Thank you and good night. Now, um, that's the show, Ringside Matters, episode four. Until next time, peace out. Oh, yeah.